The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews here on Second Wind Success. How are you doing, Carolyn? Oh, I'm doing extremely well. I'm so glad to be here. And, um, you know, last week's show was very interesting as well. So I'm excited about this week's show. And um, tell them what it's all about. I, I don't want to give away the secret. I want you to tell them. I know. Well, we're going to call this show Swimming in the Silver Tsunami. Swimming in this silver tsunami. You know, this whole show, this second wind success is all about helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. And when we use that phrase, silver tsunami, it's all about us, baby boomers. And I know a lot of you out there, you color your hair. It's no longer silver. You're, you're not owning it right there, but I own mine. I'm, I'm like the silver fox here. They, they call it gray. They call it silver. But the silver tsunami, those of us who own our age... Right. But the the graying of America, the baby boomers, the the oldest of those baby boomers, 70, 71, 72, you know, they're not in assisted living now. They're not at that point yet, but they're getting older. So baby boomers, that silver tsunami, that need that is coming for senior housing, care and so on. We're going to talk about that and that opportunity crisis on one side and opportunity on the other. But again, this show is called Swimming in the Silver Tsunami, how to protect, prepare and prosper from this unstoppable crisis slash opportunity. And that's what we're going to talk about. So let's start with, you know, what is this? Let's let's define this crisis, if you will. So I'm going to just talk with, let's go with just some facts. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 77 million baby boomers, that's all of us born between 1946 and 1964, 77 million of us. Now, one little stat that I want to give those of you who are listening right now to wonder about that number, yeah, about 12 million of those 77 million people have passed away. They died. They're no longer with us here. But 11.6 million people, immigrants, have moved into this country who are 65 and above to replace them. So we're right back to that same number of about 77 million baby boomers, people who are 65 and above at this point. So 77, and now if we divide that by the number of days, that's an average number of people, 10,000 people a day are turning 65 years old. Now they're not moving into assisted living. They don't need all that help, but 4,000 people every day are moving into, or they're at least turning 85 years old. 4,000 people a day turning 85, and that is the fastest growing demographic in our country, and that's the crisis or the opportunity, depending on how you look at it right there. So I wanted to start by just kind of defining it right there, 
And I think one of those things, and CJ, you and I were talking about this earlier today, the concept of people are not prepared. They don't have necessarily the money or the preparation for what's coming their way, what it may take and what it may cost. Do you know of anybody, CJ, that's, uh, that's maybe reached a point with their parents or grandparents where they've had to maybe get some extra care for assisted living where they don't have the money to pay for it right now? Oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it, it seems to grab people by surprise. I think a lot of it, you know, look, we're, many of us are in denial because we, you know, know that can't be happening or I'll take care of it tomorrow or, I'm, you know, people are busy in their lives. And then all of a sudden it reaches um, a tipping point where they can't, where you just can't not do something about it. And then so mm. people are unprepared. They're scrambling to research or figure out how much does it cost or what are we going to do or who has money? Do we sell the house? You know, all these things. And, and uh, because most people in general don't make their sunset plans, as I call them. And Ooh, um, the children plans, are not... unprepared and the children are our age. Because our parents are the ones that are reaching that upper area. The sunset plan, that means being prepared to live on the beach, right? Yes, uh, that's my sunset plan, but that's also my (laughs) aging plan, you know? So, I mean, it's a sunset plan. You can have a really good life, uh, you know, partying on the beach if that's what you want, but at least plan for it. You know, I'm going to I'm going to lay out a few more stats for you and then I'm going to share a comment that somebody gave me just today. I was being interviewed for another magazine here, Realty 411, and in the interviewer's questions, he gave me a question that I hear all the time and I'm going to share it with you in a moment. But that the stat is $3600. $3600 is the average that people pay per month for one person to live in a private room in assisted living. $3,600. So the question he asked me during this interview, and again, it's a Realty 411 magazine interviewing me for a feature article, and he was saying, how do people pay for that? You know, where do they get the money? And I said, well, the reality is you wouldn't want to live in an average home. You're going to be paying more like four or five or $6,000 a month. So when you ask, how do you pay for it? It's not Medicare and it's not Medicaid. Those people, they're really in trouble. But the average person who wants to or needs that help they're going to be paying for it out of their own pocket, their own assets. And that's part of that crisis slash opportunity because somebody's going to be paying and somebody's going to be receiving. So we'll share with you how you can be on that receiving end. But let's talk about that for a minute. When somebody is making that payment of $4,000 a month, that money comes from someplace. And typically, it comes from either the cash assets, the retirement accounts, Maybe it's the home of that person who's now needing the help has been sold, liquidated, so that money is being used to pay for their care. And that person could be in that home for years. They may need help for three, four years, maybe even much longer than that. But 4000 a month, 48000 a year, three years, that's $150,000 that somebody may or may not be prepared for. And if they live for five or ten years needing that help, that's a lot of money. So that crisis, on one hand, for somebody, is an opportunity for somebody else on the other side. So we'll get into that idea of what the opportunity is. But when we say crisis, there's people that are not prepared. And I think a lot of times, and again, second wind success, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and life, we can talk about making money. We can talk about having a career that makes money and is satisfying. But if at the end of your life, you end up just giving it all away. 
spending it all, spending down the inheritance or the legacy that you wanted to give to your kids, well, that's not very satisfying, and that's not where a lot of people want to end up. So for a lot of people, it's a pending crisis where they're just not facing the music, and they really need to prepare right now. I know, and I think a, a really important piece here is, okay, if we don't have the money or we haven't planned around that, or maybe we lost everything in 2008 and nine when, you know, the crash happened and we haven't been able to rebuild or our houses are just now coming back to value, whatever is going on, you're then able to, there's some things that we do. Like I'm going to take me for example. I had extreme health issues. A lot of my money went to that. There was no way I had enough money to retire. It was a big, uh, big chunk of change if you want to retire. So I, so I realized it was really about cash flow. And that's how I got into some of the businesses that I do today, including assisted living. So the silver tsunami is a good, uh, a good way to look at what is out there that you can use for a second career. Go be a nurse if that's what your thing is. In my case, I'm a business over, owner or entrepreneur using assisted living homes for my cash flow. Because then I'm not having to have this huge chunk of change that could be um, threatened by economic changes um, that are drastic in the stock market. I have a piece of real estate, I've got a business in it, and I've got a business that the silver tsunami is going to continue to feed, for lack of a better word, to be needed um, for quite some time after that. And then I'll have real estate I can do something with afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to having a solution, there's lots of ways to do it. One is to just have a big pile of cash. One is to have cash flow. And I think, as you said, the cash flow is really, really critical. Uh, This past week, by the way, I was on a cruise. It was called the Investor's Summit at Sea. And it was with the real estate guys. And the real estate guys, they have a radio podcast. It's like the number one real estate podcast in the entire world. You can get it on iTunes, download it, listen to it. But on this Investor's Summit at Sea, a lot of the people who were there had some very interesting things to say about our current economic situation, where we're at, where we've been, where we're going, and it's not pretty. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are happening, and when we talk about the silver tsunami and where we're at being prepared, oh my goodness, most people are absolutely unprepared, and they have no idea. They really do not see it coming, and I think I'm pretty prepared, but the reality is everybody... uh, can always be more prepared. So cash flow is one, having a lump sum of cash is two, but this crisis, when we talk about senior housing and needing the care, part of that too is the skill set of being a caregiver. I'm not a caregiver. That's not something I'm gonna do to take care of somebody else, a loved one. So I'm gonna have to hire somebody to do that. You know, you mentioned the idea of being a nurse. It's just never been my calling. I know some people out there listening may say, maybe that's my second career. Maybe that's their skill set where they want to be a caregiver, a nurse, a doctor, a midwife, or whatever it may be, or a caregiver in a, in a senior care facility of some kind. For me, I'm on the business side of it. I want to help other people, but I can facilitate that business aspect. And we will talk about the opportunity and the options in a little bit, but Again, just staying on the stat side, there's a lot of people aging. They're getting older all the time. 
they're woefully prepared. Most people in our country today, I heard another stat, by the way, while I was on the cruise, get this one, CJ, 50%. 50% I'm still in our country. about you being on the cruise. <laughs> uh, 50% of the people in our country today make less than $30,000 a year. No, is 50. that true? Yeah. How 50%. do people survive? Did you read that there was a book out there that was, uh, this woman did research into people who worked at places like Walmart and McDonald's and things like that. And um, they were talking. They were watching how people survive on less than ten dollars uh, an hour. And there's now. Here's the thing: we can get a little bit into controversy here about the upcoming uh, push for fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. The problem is, is that it trickles back out at fifteen dollars. Oh, yeah. There's just you know that it. It isn't going to improve a lot of things. Unfortunately, there's other things that should change besides just the dollar amount that goes out there. But I can yeah, people 30, just don't understand less, that. Huh? They just don't get that. If people, if you raise the cost of of the labor itself by from in Arizona, they just raised it from eight dollars an hour to ten dollars an hour. That's a twenty five percent increase in the cost of labor. And people will say, "Well, hold it, hold it, hold it. Minimum wage? That's only three percent of the population." Absolutely. But the person who's making $9 an hour now, they want to raise. The person who's making nine fifty, they want to raise. So you didn't just affect 3%. You've affected 40 or 50% of the people out there because everybody's going to get a bump up. So what you just effectively did by increasing the minimum wage, it sounds great in theory, but as a business person, you just increased prices across the board, and that trickle-down effect. Ultimately, what it means is everybody's going to pay more for everything. So that extra money that that person gets in their pocket, it's just going to cost them more so they're right back to where they started. I'm not saying they shouldn't get paid more, but you know what? It's just we're in a crisis mode. We really, really are because $30,000, wow, you can't survive on that. Absolutely not. So do something different that you can make a whole lot more. There's no reason why you need to work 40 or 60 or 80 hours a week. You just need to do something different so that you're getting paid more for what it is that you do. But that's a whole different conversation. That's what the yeah, no, it, it's actually about. a pretty serious conversation, and obviously um, such a wide topic to even talk about. Um, and you know, people can respond and come in and and have their say on this. The bottom line is that um, people can't afford their insurance anymore, and they're thinking that fifteen dollars an hour is going to change that. And unfortunately, it's not. Um, it's more about you know, what is it that you want out of life? $15 an hour job um, is great and it creates more livability for just a short little while and that's the problem. And um, so it's a deeper fix of what we have. So again, another opportunity. Now here's the other thing. It's um, the silver tsunami. They're working longer if they can. Mm -hmm. But as we talk here on Second Wind Success, they get paid a lot more and then they get phased out, and guess what? They, get, they go to a second job normally because they've been trained to go for a job. They look around for that same job, and guess what they get paid? Beginning wages again. So, right. you know, look, there's big corporate issues. You know, small businesses run about 70% of the business, uh, I mean 70% of the economy, because um, they're the people who kind of keep people employed in a lot of ways. 
Absolutely. And those seniors that were making uh, a lot of money, as you said, are now getting paid a lot less. So all they can do is hope to supplement what they're doing. And by the time they actually need assisted living, which is what we do in our second win success, uh, they can't work at all. And that's a whole different topic. But the crisis is there. It's very, very real. The stats, the statistics are all there lined up against it. But don't worry, those of you who are listening, we're not going to leave you hanging. We are going to give you the solution. We're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to show you how you can help other people as you're helping yourself through this whole situation. Because again, the title of this show here, Second Wind Success, Helping Baby Boomers Find Their Second Wind in Business and in Life. But this specific show is swimming in the silver tsunami. I mean, this wave is coming. This crisis is upon us and this opportunity is at hand and it's up to you to decide do you get drowned or do you just swim with this thing and we're going to show you how to do exactly that so this protect yourself and prepare and then prosper so to protect yourself part of that is to as cj and i were talking about is to have a lump sum of cash or to have that cash flow and you know talking about the the cruise that investor summit right there one of the uh, attendees, presenters, one of the main people there was Robert Kiyosaki, uh, spending that time with him on the cruise, you know, one-on-one personal time. It was his birthday, by the way, so it was pretty cool to celebrate his 70th birthday with him. Oh, and to be my. Talking about ass- oh, yeah. And to be talking about assisted living with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and playing the cash flow game with uh, the man, the creator himself. But in the cash flow game, it's all about creating residual income so you can get out of the rat race. And that's what a lot of people have to do to create that residual income so that you don't have to work for money. The money works for you. So whether you're, yeah, whether you're 20 years old or 60 or 70 or 80 years old, getting off that rat race, off that wheel so that this business that you create can generate income for you is going to be critically important to your success. So in the next section, when we come back, we are going to talk about the opportunities that this swimming with the silver tsunami gives us. And I want us to really think about taking advantage of those opportunities because with the second wind success and helping baby boomers find and discover that second wind success and discovering what you can do now to really get through this crisis in your life potentially or this opportunity in your life, we're going to give you some ideas so that you can do this too. We're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to bring you through this so we can do it together. This is Gene Garino, the host of Second Wind Success with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom... Dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe 
and taken care of and loved on. All the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well. Well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at RALacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at RALacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, your host at Second Wind Success with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Today's show is entitled Swimming in the Silver Tsunami. Tsunami. You can't stop it. It's coming. It's silver, just like my hair. I don't, actually, I do diet once in a while. Once, a, once every four or five months, I do diet, knock it down a little bit, and everybody goes, something's different. Something's yeah, different. Don't tell, yes. but you don't kiss and tell, right? You don't say, you're like, oh, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> no, I do. I tell them. I point yeah, out. I can I, finally, I, so yeah. I'm very dark haired. I can finally go blonde. It's been fun. I don't think I'll stay that way very long because I'm used to having, you know, being a dark-haired vixen. Um, ah. But it's been fun kind of being blonde. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm getting gray enough. I could go blonde if I want to, you know? So, wow. A dark-haired <laughs> vixen. Thing. I like there's, that. That's there's always good things about getting older. There always is. So, sure. Um, and we were talking about some of those. You know, That's look, right. we, things happen. We were talking about crisis and and how the silver tsunami is coming through, and they're an economic power. They affect how the United States economy runs. It just is the fact about how it is. And, um, you know, the Pew studies call it the silver tsunami for a reason because it's this huge wave of economic power that will affect every part of um, our life here in the United States. A classic example of that, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but the Chrysler family van, when it came out in the 80s, that was not usual. Nobody had had a van. There were station wagons before, but a van, a family van, that was definitely 
you know, the mid seventy, late seventies, early eighties, wasn't it? And Chrysler made a mint on it because they had figured out to follow the baby boomers' needs and provide the kind of car that they needed. I know I had some minivans in my day with my four kids. I remember the Ford Windstar and all those, but yeah, you're right. You know, the the baby boomers have been driving the economy since the beginning. When you think about the idea of the suburbs themselves, moving out of the city into the suburbs and these planned developments, and then when you think about, you know, cars and travel and housing. I was just at lunch with a friend of mine, Ed, yesterday, and, and at lunch, Ed has rental real estate with two bedrooms and three bedrooms, and he's not getting phone calls now for the two and three bedrooms. He's getting phone calls for single bedrooms and studios because people, they just don't have the families and the kids like they used to. People are now living alone. That's interesting because they've got their phone and they're, they're staring into the phone and into their iPads and they're, they're secluding themselves and they're not as communal as they used to be. So instead of living with a roommate, they'd rather just have a cheaper studio apartment or one bedroom apartment versus the two or three and have roommates and so on. So the world is changing and baby boomers themselves, you know, they're at the driving force. So when you think about even housing itself, if you're building McMansions as a builder, your inventory is sitting out there dry. But if you're building a single level where it's just got the right size and lots of closets so they can store all of their stuff, right? And you don't need three-car garage, but maybe a one-car garage with two bedrooms and one bath. Something that's senior-friendly, wider doors, smooth floors, and kind of like a, a one-bedroom senior housing project. <laughs> it's a very interesting, yeah. Well, true story. And, well, the other type of project that I've seen a lot of, because I've lived in a lot of what I'll call um, places that are very hippie-type oriented, um, they, you know, there are, you know, the modern commune for the seniors is co-op living. So hmm. you have a bunch of people who've purchased their own homes, but they also have, like, a community kitchen and it'll be as if you bought up a whole block and so the older ones take care of the younger kids and they're not families they're just the people that think the same that you do and it's become very very popular because you have the younger people um, hanging out with the older people and uh, then you have the working that are part of the community and um so this is becoming more and more popular for seniors where they buy into that, they downside. And that's co-op living. It's, it's just a thing now. So let's talk about opportunity because you just mentioned one right there, co-op living. I mentioned the one about the single bedrooms and studios versus two and three. So just on the real estate side, things have changed dramatically when we talk about the swimming with the silver tsunami uh, the opportunity in housing has changed, and we've got to go where the puck is going. If we want to be successful in the future, we need to know where things are headed. So when it comes to seniors, they're going to start to need more help. Assisted living is one way. Housing and how they do it is another. Transportation is another as well. Cars, shared cars, shared bikes. You see more, especially in a city or urban area, a lot of shared cars, shared bikes, bus routes, and so on less in the suburbs, so I think people are moving more towards the cities now as opposed to away from. Yeah, um, I know I, I deal a lot with the millennial side of things as well, and uh, what I'm seeing is um, right now in their lives, they're very happy not owning a home. 
um, and they would like to do things like uh, live in an apartment uh, so that they can travel whenever they want to. Um, they're not in a hurry to get married. They're tribal, though. Uh, we talked about communal. They're tribal, but it's all um, media-based. So they're tribal on their games. They'll be playing in New York City, and another one will be playing in Oklahoma City. You know, and mm. so they get together every night, and they they're friends and tribal that way with a group of other people. But they're not physically in proximity of each other, which I find fascinating. So when it comes to the seniors tribal, got it, and that tribe might be based around their university, their alma mater. Uh, it could be based around their education in regards to them reattending school. It could be based on their, their uh, uh, I don't know, acumen for or desire to be part of theater or the arts mm-hmm. or something like that. So there's right. lots of ways. And what we're talking about is opportunities. So as you are thinking about your second win success and what it is you want to do, I'm always going to encourage you to think about your passion and where you're at and what you want to do because if you're focused on your passion and what you want to do, other people will be attracted to it. So when you're looking to discover your second win success, focus on the opportunities that are surrounding you and your piece of that, your passion for that. And when you put those two together, it's magic when it comes all together. You love what you do and they love what you do and everybody wants to be a part of it. And it's a great synergy right there. So once you I've find seen, that, it's great. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to tell you about some of the things that I've seen people do and make good money at. And I may have mentioned it before. Um, dance lessons. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, they te- they're older, definitely ready to be retired or sh- or past retirement, and they got into teaching dance lessons, two-step or line dancing or whatever. Uh, many of them fix things. They were always very handy, and so you'll find um, that they'll fix things, whatever it might be, uh, for, you know, they'll just make a little extra money on the side doing that. Now, if you're trying to replace a whole salary, you know, like what we were talking about, so that you can develop some cash flow because all of a sudden there isn't any that, you know, I, I again, I love assisted living. You might consider uh, nursing. Um, schools always still need good teachers. There are not enough of them. Um, so there is a lot out there for somebody who's looking for a second career that has enough cash flow to supplement whatever they have saved up. But then your children really need to know what you're doing when you become, you know, look, we all hope, and I, this is not morbid, we all hope that we live a full life and die in our sleep with no illness. But the chances of that are slim. So like all good Boy Scouts, we need to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So... That's what we need to do for our children and also for our legacy or for our loved ones so that they don't have to suffer through that. It's very, very stressful. I've experienced it horribly stressful to try to plan that out um, while your parent is sick or in the middle of an emergency. Yeah, and I think the idea of, uh, I don't, neither of us want you to be focused overly on the negative, negative, negative. It's just be prepared. And there's certain things you certainly can do. But I also think that there's the big picture that people really do miss, the concept of we do assisted living because it is a great way to make great money and help other people. But I also know that, and the 
more I'm in this business, the more I realize that everybody's going to get involved. Everybody is going to either be a consumer or a part of the business aspect, but there is no escaping it. And I choose to do both. So right now I'm on the business side where I know my time will come. So now I can help other people make money as a business. I teach others how to do it. And by the way, if you'd like to learn how to do assisted living and help other people do good and do well, check it out at ralacademy.com ralacademy.com or just call us if you'd like to have that conversation or have questions about it just call directly at 480-704-3065 that's 480-704-3065 so I'm doing the business side and I teach others how to do that so they can be successful today as well but I also know when it comes time for me, instead of leaving a burden to the kids so that extremely stressful situation that you were just talking about, CJ, they, I can just move right into the master bedroom. And there is no cost. Mm-hmm. It is free. And this way, it's not a burden to the kids. There is no, what are we going to do? It's just move right in. It's all paid for. That's a beautiful thing. Now, we've talked about buying a house and doing that. But there are some homes, especially if it's a ranch-style home, that is a very good fit for making it an assisted living or something similar, an adult daycare, uh, if not if mm-hmm. not assisted living. But, you know, there's always solutions, and I think that's what this show is about, that the silver tsunami is coming. Be aware that it's going to cause an economic shift, and you can take advantage of that and be prepared for that um, by getting knowledgeable and making a plan Right now. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an example, and I'm just going to give the first name, John. And John is a, a gentleman that we met recently. He came to our training. In, uh, we do the training right here in Arizona. And by the way, I, I'm telling you that because one of the most important ways and reasons to learn about this and the methods to do this is to come to a live training. It's the context for the content. John came to the live training here in Phoenix, Arizona, because that way he can come to my homes, the homes that I own and I operate. I teach the class myself. Carolyn was there helping us instruct and teach and support and so on. And in my homes, you get to meet the managers and the caregivers and the residents and so on. And the aha moments that come from that are just extraordinary. But actually, John had a very unique need. And I think some people who are listening can relate to that. He had a house that actually his dad had built. His father had built the house, and it was custom designed just for them as a family. But his mom, dad's now passed away, mom, she had moved into assisted living. And she moved into assisted living, and she didn't enjoy that experience. Let's just put it that way. So she's living someplace else, and she doesn't want to be there, right? She'd rather be at home. So he came to the class with the whole concept of, I'm going to convert this home into an assisted living business, right? Let's turn it into a business. And when we got to the core of the conversation, it's, I just want to get mom back home, get mom back home. It was, you know what, what we really should do is let's get mom back home, not convert the entire home into this, but imagine now just having a caregiver in that home with mom and let's say two others, two others who are paying five or $6,000 a month to be taken care of. Just by having those two others in the home, That provides enough income to pay for the caregivers and the expenses, so now mom is living for free. We don't need to make it into this extraordinary business that now 
in his case, could generate $20,000 in profit every month. But for right now, let's just get mom back home. And it's not a group of people. It's just two others. So a couple of roommates, if you will, caregiver taken care of. And walking him through that process, that itself was the revelation. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I'm just so excited for him. What a brilliant idea. What a brilliant idea. And, and what I like about that is he was, he was open enough uh, to figure out a solution. Um, you know, and one of, one of um, my very good mentors years and years ago said to me, money is not the solution to everything. A good mind and opportunity is a solution. So, you know, researching those or looking for those that involve the silver tsunami, I think is people's best bet. Uh, they, it, we know that it's not going away. We've got 20 years of this um, where this population is going to double. And we can get in there and create a secure environment for ourselves um, and our loved ones by, by using the economics that, you know, the Pew studies show. So uh, I think that's really I think that's really fascinating. And along with this, what I always say, um, well, now that I know the statement, because I learned I learned this from Tom, uh, a friend of ours, is be a fast follower. And as people in the baby boomer, you know, at the tail end of the baby boomers, we get to see what they're doing, and we follow that quickly with the solution we can see what the solution is and be able to use that solution to create financial stability for ourselves. Absolutely. And being a fast follower, you know, I'm not the first one to do assisted living and I won't be the last one. But when I first heard about this, it was 15 years ago. And the person who shared it with me, it was really all about the money. That's what they were most interested in. And, and I get that. And I was excited about that part but when I looked for somebody who was willing to share this with me, I couldn't find it because it's very lucrative. And those who are doing it didn't want to share it with me. They didn't want competition. And I have just a very different mindset where I'm, I have an abundance mindset where there's just so much opportunity out there. I'm more than willing to share and I'm able to share and I'm willing to share it with others. And I have a skill for teaching and I love to share with others and a passion to, to see that aha moment on their face. So for those of you that are interested in learning more about residential assisted living, what it is and how it works, and you've got questions on how to do this and what to do and where to do it, I encourage you to call us directly. Ask those questions, 480-704-3065, and go to our website. Check it out at ralacademy.com. This is Gene, the host for the Second Wind Success Show, helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and life. And with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews, we'll be right back with Second Wind Success. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here, and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480 704 
480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, your host of Second Wind Success with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Today's show is called Swimming in the Silver Tsunami. We're talking about baby boomers, and that's what Second Wind Success is all about, helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. And really what we're talking about today is very specifically this opportunity or crisis, depending on how you look at it, and it really can be both in the silver tsunami, the aging of our population. Baby boomers were an opportunity. We have economic swing. You know, we drive the population. One of the facts that we haven't really talked about in today's show is the control of money. 70% and more, depending on the studies that you look at, 70% and more of the wealth in America today is controlled by those who are 65 and older. So the older generation, the older population controls the money. So when we talk about, like we do, Carolyn, you and I do assisted living, and people ask all the time, well, how does somebody afford to move into assisted living? If it costs four, five, six, eight thousand dollars a month, who pays for that? How do they afford that? Well, that older generation, they have more money. They have a home that they bought, and they paid for it, and it's been free and clear. They bought it 40 years ago, lived in the same house. I mean, even Warren Buffett, he lives in the same house he bought, and he paid for it, and he's lived in it since 1954. 1954. That's a long time. 
Now, it's yeah. been upgraded a little bit since then, but same house, mm-hmm. same neighborhood. <laughs> I've been right outside his house right there in the driveway. The garage has been wow. converted to like a, it's like a security hut with dark windows on, and they shoo you away when you try to take a picture out in front of it. But <laughs> it's yeah, it's right there in the neighborhood. Just a, an expensive neighborhood now, but it's it's just a neighborhood, just a, a normal three bed, two bath type of neighborhood house. But the point is, people own a house that they paid twenty thousand for, and now it's worth two hundred thousand. Or if you're in California, it's worth two million, and they have that asset. And then they worked for a company for forty years, and they have a gold watch and an actual pension plan from a company that they work for, and they have Social Security on top of that. I met a guy the other day, Mona and I came back from this cruise with the real estate guys, the Investor Summit at Sea, and we were in Houston in the airport waiting for our flight, sitting next to a guy there at the, uh, we were at uh, Papa Do's restaurant in the bar and, and sitting there, and the gentleman next to us, uh, we struck up a conversation. This guy had done over 200 cruises, by the way. I mean, my goodness, wow, 200 wow. cruises. Wow. Exactly. It's like, that is crazy. But 200 cruises, but what did you do or what do you do? He had his first career. He was in the uh, Air Force for 20 years and retired from that. And then his second 20-year career, he was a purchasing uh, agent for Maricopa County colleges or schools or something like that. So two 20-year careers, he's collecting two pension checks and 200 cruises. It's like, that is unusual. You know, people having that kind of longevity. Today, the average person has, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten careers. They have, you know, little droppings of 401ks and IRAs and accounts here and there and nothing really yeah, to stand I mean, by. Yeah, we know that in, so things changed when we went off the gold standard. Then it changed again when, um, Companies were not required anymore to provide retirement. That's where those 401ks came from. The problem is is that no one educated us, right? It's like, okay, we're changing the law. Good luck with that. Uh, we weren't taught anything in school. Maybe if you had a financial degree, you might get some of it, or you went off to become a CFT like yourself. Um, so there's a lot of people out there with those 401ks and the whole structure and the whole business really changed in the eighties when computers came in and there's a lot of contract work and stuff like that. People just don't stay with companies for a super long time. It's rare now. And it's kind of, you know, kind of cultured out that way, I guess is the best way to put it. So, So um, you know, what do we do now? And that, older generation that was at that company for 30 and 40 years. They got the gold watch, the pension plan. They've got Social Security, which for a lot of them is fairly significant. And they've also got the equity in the home. So they've got a lot of money to pay for that assisted living that they need, which that's one of the reasons why it makes what we do very lucrative. I gave another stat earlier today. Those of you who heard it, it it blew me away when I first heard it. So I'm going to say it again. 50% 50% and more of our population makes $30,000 a year or less. And when you think about that, let me just break it down for you. If you earn $10 an hour and you work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, that's 2,000 hours. That's $20,000 a year. So just $10 an hour is 20000 a year if you're a full-time worker. So $15 an hour would be $30,000 a year. So 50%. 
That means most people who are retired are not earning that, so that's all of those people. Most startup kids, age, and so on, they're not earning that. But there's a lot of other people, too, grown adults that are working right now that are not making that. And I look at that and say, wow, I could not go for more than a few months without that. It's just a whole different perspective on life, expense, cost. It's a a different type of life. And unfortunately, that's also going to put a strain on our system. Um, you know, our government systems, because how do people pay for that? There's Medicare, Medicaid, but to use Medicaid, you ha- you know, you have no money, which, you know, we were just talking about. There's Medicare, meaning you still have some money left. Uh, there's private pay, and there's insurance. Did I miss anything? Yeah, you know, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, because when I was had that interview earlier today, that's exactly what they asked. How do people pay for this? So, Let's go through it again, Medicare, Medicaid, and Medicare is what everybody gets or has uh, available to them. Feds give money to the state. The state then comes up with a program, prove that you have no income, no assets, will provide money. There's private insurance. There's about 10% of the population that has paid money for an insurance policy to pay for their long-term care. There is... As we said, their IRAs, their 401ks, their home equity, their income, their pension plans, there's all of that. Uh, Beyond that, not a whole lot, right? Right, right. Right. There is one other. One other is a viatical settlement if they have a life insurance policy. uh, And this is something most people don't know, but you can sell the death benefit, the future death benefit. You can sell that death benefit today for cash. Now, if you are 20 years old, it ain't worth much because you're not theoretically, you know, going to pass away for a long time. But if you're 80 years old, that's worth 40 to 50 cents on the dollar today because, you know, they pull out the charts and the graphs and they say, well, based on your age, your health and so on, you're probably going to pass away in X number of years. So a million dollars in the future is worth 400,000 today. Six percent interest will cut you a check for 400,000 today. So that life insurance policy itself, the death benefit has got a lot of value. And I bring that up, CJ, because a lot of people don't know that. And what they'll do is they'll say, well, you know what, I'm going to have the state pay for mom and dad's long-term care. So I'm going to go ahead and get all the assets out of mom and dad's names. We'll give the money to the kids. We'll put the rest of the money in a trust. We'll cancel the life insurance policy and so on. Then they go to the state and the state says, well, that's all well and good. Mom and dad, they don't have money today, but they did yesterday. And they look back, and that's it. There's a look-back provision that goes back five years. And oh, says if five they had it, years. It's not like one year. It's five years, huh? Yeah. Well, you know how it is. It used to be six months, then it was a year. Now it's five yeah. years. They look back five wow. years. So if you did that within the last five years, it doesn't matter. They just assume that they still have it or have control of it. Or you took it out of their name for this exact purpose. So what they should have done is taken that life insurance policy instead of canceling it to get a few thousand dollars cash in their hand today to then take it out of their name, they should have sold the death benefit for 40 cents on the dollar, had hundreds of thousands of dollars so they could pay for their long-term care so that five years in the future, now they can get paid from the state paying for their long-term care. How do you shop around for that life insurance? There's companies that do that. Do you go back to your life insurance company or are there other companies that do that? You could, as a starting point, go back to your life insurance company and say, do you know somebody who, but it would be called a viatical settlement, V-I-A-T-I-C-A-L. 
could be CLE. Don't quote me on that. I'm not an English major. I'm a money major. So uh, <laughs> viatical settlement. Yeah. Uh-huh. So viatical settlement is the selling of that death benefit, that future value uh, based on a discounted basis is what it's worth today. There's companies that do that either directly or they broker that. But uh, depending on the age and life expectancy, 40 to 50 cents is significant. That'll go a long way to pay for care. Uh, and people should really understand that, but a lot of them don't. So if you need more information on that, by the way, you can always send me a quick uh, email on that, gene, G-E-N-E, at ralacademy.com, and we'll get you something on that. Uh, but, boy, so those are the ways that people pay for their long-term care. And those are the some of the questions that come up when people come to check out our home and they're moving mom and dad in. How do we pay for it? And we educate them on that. Uh, we need to know where th- what their source of income is because – if they're now moving mom in and they're going to be paying us 5000 a month, we need to know that they have 5000 a month for the next couple of years to be able to pay for it. And uh, typically they don't tell you that they have money if they don't. It's usually the other way around. They, they tell you they have less money than they actually do. They're trying to hide that from you. They don't want you to – it's kind of like anything when somebody says, well, how much can you afford for that car? Well, I only have 20000 and really they can pay thirty or 40000 for the car. But different topic. So let's make sure we understand yeah. this. Yeah, second, second wind success, this show, Swimming in the Silver Tsunami, we talked about the crisis, the problem with the baby boomers aging and lasting longer, 4,000 people a day turning 85 years old, 120,000 people every month. That's 1.4 million people a year just adding to the pool of people that potentially need help with their activities of daily living, that's a real opportunity for us. So the crisis turns to opportunity because if we supply that, and there's lots of ways to help with this opportunity. You could be a doctor or a nurse or be a hospital or a skilled nursing facility. CJ, you mentioned another brilliant one, adult daycare. That's not assisted living, but it's a place where you bring mom and dad for the day while you go to work or go shop or vacation and take care of them for eight or 10 hours. Somebody pays 50 to $80 a day to take care of mom or dad. And there's a whole group of seniors there, and that's a very lucrative business. Then there's at-home care. There's agencies that provide caregivers in people's homes. And then there's assisted living. That's what we do. That's the long term. They pay by the month, and they're there for months and years in that home. And then after that, there's skilled nursing and nursing homes. And there's a lot of ways to make money in, in seniors and baby boomers and so on. But that's just it. There's opportunity under everything that we do. And when we talk about second wind success and helping baby boomers discover their, their success, their, your opportunity, your niche, it really comes down to your passion, what it is that you want to do. And I know, CJ, that's how you and I met because you were attracted to the, we met at Harvard, when you were speaking there and I was speaking there and you were talking on your topic, I was talking on mine, but we both clicked when it came to the senior housing and the opportunities in it. And I know a lot of people, we, we actually met Jonathan Goldschmidt, the world's most interesting man, and he had just gotten laid off from his gig of 10 years of being the world's most interesting man. Apparently, even he wasn't that interesting after 10 years of doing that, right? They laid him off, sent him off to Mars or something. So he was there looking for something. And... He was now discovering assisted living, so that was kind of neat in itself. But you, the person who's listening right now, you need to discover yours. Second wind success, helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. Maybe it's assisted living. If you would like more information on what we do, go to ralacademy.com. 
R-A-L-Academy.com, or if you'd just like to have a conversation about something you heard today or about assisted living or anything at all, just give us a call at 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. This is Gene Garino, your host of Second Wind Success with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Today's show is Swimming in the Silver Tsunami. We're here to help you, the baby boomer, discover your second win in business and success. We'll see you next week on Second Win Success. Do good and do well. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Win Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.